This is episode 103 of Bella in Your Business. The next series is going to be a bunch of interviews with amazing pet sitters that I know that will also motivate and inspire you and your business. From time to time, I interview incredible pet sitters who have been through or faced some really amazing challenges that have inspired me, therefore I know will inspire you. If you know of anyone who has an amazing story to share, who is a pet sitting or dog walking business owner, I'd love to hear from you. Just go ahead and email me at bella at jumpkin consulting.net. Until then, enjoy this next episode. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasto with Jump Consulting, and today I have another pet sitter spotlight. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to an incredible person who I really admire. Her name is Sarah L. Sherbini up in Toronto. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're awesome here. I want you to explain to our audience a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about your business to give us some background. So my name is Sarah El Sherbini, and I'm from Egypt. <laughs> That's amazing, by the way. Um, And I started my business after graduating from design and realizing I didn't want to be a designer. I wanted to work with pets. And that has been three years ago. And I've been trekking along ever since. And you're not actually in Egypt anymore. You're located up in Toronto, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're serving pet owners in the city of Toronto in Canada. Awesome. Which for all of you geographically stumped people here in the United States, which we often are, it's on the East Coast. I didn't know that for about a year ago. So until I really started getting lots of friends in Toronto, now I know exactly where you are. Yeah. So Um, I'm traveling far to get to the retreat, huh? Oh my gosh, that's right. Because Sarah is actually coming with us to the Jump Into Paradise retreat. It's the first retreat of its kind. We uh, rented a mansion here in Arizona and we got 11 people, 12, including myself, coming for a weekend getaway. And I'm just so excited to do that. That's going to be a lot of fun. We are completely sold out too. So if you're listening, sorry. (laughs) The cool kids have already signed up. But listen, you guys, I wanted Sarah to come on here to share her story because part of this pet sitter spotlight, I wanted to highlight people that go through things that a lot of other people do. And as a coach, I kind of feel like I hold everyone's secrets (laughs) and I know a lot about people. So Sarah, when you were so bold and vulnerable in the mastermind a couple months ago, there was just so much admiration I had for you because you were transparent vulnerability. Again, I just said that, but it's so true. And I wanted to have you on here because I know that there are other people out there feeling either the way you did, the way that you do do. And I want them to hear your story. I want them to know that they're not alone. And I think in our business, in our industry, it's so easy to feel like you're alone because we're hanging out with like four-legged creatures all the time and not so much two-legged. So let's take it back to that day in the mastermind. We'll just start there if you're okay with that. And you boldly got on camera in your safe niche where we're just like this awesome community that just supports each other. And you said you weren't okay. Can you take me back to where you were then? Yeah. So that was almost exactly two months ago. Can you believe it? I can't. Um, I can't. Yeah. So two months ago, I was in a pretty bad place mentally. I was considering closing my business. I was just struggling so hard, but I had been struggling by myself for three weeks. 
And I didn't really know what to do. I was really thinking, okay, I'm just going to close a business like tomorrow. So I might as well tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had been in therapy before as well. So when I was talking with my therapist, it got to a point where she mentioned something that kind of lit like a light bulb for me, I guess. It was like a what moment. She said I was talking about my business like it was an abusive partner. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She said, I'm a little bit obsessed with it and it's causing me a lot of stress and a lot of burnout and a lot of trouble. And yet, why do I keep doing it? She was asking me and she was basically trying to steer me toward closing the business. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. She was saying it's going to be better for your health and all that. So I got on camera and I was really upset about this because I didn't want to close my business. It's my baby that I had created over the last two and a half years. And it was finally growing to a point where I had an employee. It was starting, things were starting to roll along and we were starting to actually make money and everything. And I just felt like I was going to lose everything. Yeah. Um, so I got on camera and I, I said, I'm not okay. I guess that was the first thing that came to my mind. I wasn't planning to film myself. I wasn't planning what I was going to say. That's why I went for like six and a half minutes or something. No, it was um, great. It was really great. I guess in a way it was me trying to explain why I had been absent from the group for a few weeks because before that I was really full speed ahead. Yeah. I was doing all the challenges. I was commenting on everything and everyone and just doing it all. And I was just so full speed ahead that I kind of burnt myself out and crashed to the ground. I think that's uh -huh. what happened. Yeah. Um, and then I guess what happened after that really surprised me. Well, not really surprised me, but the magnitude of it surprised me. Everybody's comments started pouring in. I got comments like seconds after I posted it from you, from so many people for my accountability partner. She emailed me. I got private messages. I got like a phone call from New York City. It was just, yeah, it was just so touching the reaction to just simply sharing my struggle and just being really open. And I talked about things that I don't usually tell people. And yeah, <laughs> that was two months ago. So... Yeah. And so, so you did all of that. And I think the theme that I remember from that video is that we are all telling you it's okay not to be okay. And I think you expressed, and the reason why so many people just like reached out to you is because we've all felt exactly the way you felt, except none of us were as brave to just come on. I mean, you were actually crying on camera, you know, and that is just so brave and powerful and strong. Like I see that I admire that, you know, and it's not to say that we do that all the time in the group or whatever, but it was a chance where I think it was the one place in your life that like everyone could literally understand what you're going through because yeah. we all kind of live parts of that. All right. So you got all of this amazing support, these phone calls from New York, you know, you have your therapist telling you one thing, what I thought was beautiful was that sometimes when people join the group, they get a little like hesitant and they're like, oh, well, my competition's in there. Someone else in my area is in there. And you have Pam and Charlene in there and it moved me to tears. They were like, Sarah, you go take off, do whatever you want. We'll cover your walks. We got you back, girl. Like they were so supportive of you. And it was a blessing that there were other yeah. people in that group that were in your area. Yes. And about that, I had met up with them a few times. And this last time was a couple of weeks ago. They told me what their plan was to help me. It was just so beautiful. Like they told me like, oh, like we were thinking and brainstorming about it. Like what if, you know, you gave us your password to your pet sitter software and you 
we just took care of it while you were gone. And like, they were really thinking about what to do. And thankfully I didn't need their help in that way, but I I got their support and I knew that they had my back. And I think that was more help than I ever could have asked for. It's just unheard of. It's amazing. Like I can't think of any other place out there that would do that. That's unheard of. Like people don't do that. So you had this realization that you're not okay. Then maybe you had a realization, maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I want you to explain to me that it's okay not to be okay. How did you accept that and then start moving forward and make those decisions? How did you get from two months ago till today? I think posting that video, of course, I hesitated before posting it because I knew it would make it real. Yeah. (laughs) And, And after I posted it, there was a little bit of anxiety, but a lot of relief because I knew that my struggle was public and now my recovery is going to be public. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit of a turning point for me. As soon as I clicked that button and I actually told my husband Jake about it and I was like, I clicked it, I've sent it, it's real now. And now I have to rebuild. Like now I need to do something different, something because some, what I'm doing right now isn't working and I need to fix that. So I called up my doctor and I got an appointment with my doctor to talk about this stuff, which I had never done before. And I dove into everybody who was helping me in the group. I wasn't able to respond to everybody, but people who offered their help and support. And when I did need their help and support, I asked for it. I talked to them. When I went to the doctor, I was really honest with her and it was really hard. And she helped me feel like, you know, it's okay. I see a lot of people in your same situation. We can take care of this. So it just posting that video helped me kind of have that push to really change things for myself. And we started on a different treatment plan. I'm no longer seeing that therapist that I saw before. It just, she's wonderful, but it was just not a great fit for me at the time. Let me pause you right there because, and I've talked about this before too. I've had a therapist. I've gone through my own stuff with the NICU and Olivia and depression and anxiety and PTSD. And I think that's a really good point that you just made. Sometimes, just like anything else in life, the first therapist we go to might not be a good fit. And that's nothing against therapy and it's nothing against them. But I want to make a point to anyone listening that if they've ever tried therapy and think that it doesn't work, to maybe try to open up your mind to try it again, maybe with a different person or in a different way or a different modality. Because I don't ever want someone to write off something that can change. Someone told me this last week, actually. It was my therapist. That you spend so much time with yourself. Why not learn to talk to yourself? And if you needed a foot doctor, you'd go to a foot doctor. If you, you know, sometimes we just need help, like framing things in the right way rather than letting the world frame it for us all the time. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just want to make the point that if you've ever tried therapy and you think it doesn't work, but you're struggling, I don't want you to ever write it off because it just might not have been the right time, the right person, the right place. You might not have been able to receive it. I mean, there's so many different ways. So Yes, exactly. And seeing my doctor ended up being a lot more helpful for sure. Uh, Good. She put me on a anti-anxiety medication and I'm not ashamed to say that. It's just like, like Mel Robbins would say, it's like, you know, giving an insulin to someone with diabetes. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's a treatment, right? So yeah. I've been on a new medication with her and she's been checking in with me. I've been seeing her every at first it was twice a week and then it was once a week. And then now I I don't need to go unless like there's something going on. Yeah. 
And I can't believe all of this has happened in two months, honestly. <laughs> because two months ago, it kind of felt like the sky is falling, right? Yeah. So there is exactly. hope out there. If you guys are listening and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, like it's never ending. It's not going to end. Like Sarah right now is a testimony that in two months from now, you could be expanding in a completely different place. As Olivia Pope from Scandal says, standing in the sun. <laughs> you mentioned Mel Robbins. Has her methodology or her book, The Five Second Rule, played a factor in any of this recovery or just the way that you see life? And can you tell the audience about that? Well, yeah. Funny thing. I was familiar with the five second rule, but I hadn't actually read the book. And what is it for our audience? Just so they don't think we're talking about getting food off the ground. (laughs) (laughs) So Mel Robbins, she coined the term, the five second rule. I guess she invented it, right? Where if you feel that you need to do something and you're starting to hesitate, you stop. You say five, four, three, two, one, and you do the thing. It seems so simple. And it is simple. It's just, it's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) So I had known about it, I think from you, Bella, and or, or from in the group or something. And so I took the time through the entire month of May, I actually listened to her audiobook. I did almost nothing else, to be honest. I, <laughs> I listened to her audiobook and I just felt so inspired. I just felt so, because she has a section about anxiety and other mental health things. And it was just really helpful to me. That was the one thing that was there at the right place at the right time for me, I think. Yeah. And I used it for sure. I used it to get to my appointments. I used it to keep my business running, even if I wasn't in growth mode anymore. And I'm still using it now. So (laughs) I love it. It's great. So it's Mel Robbins, the five second rule. Uh, You can go get it on audible.com or Kindle or Amazon. And we'll put a link to the show notes too, if you can't find it, but you should be able to Google it. You said something really awesome right there, Sarah, and that was not in growth mode. I feel like sometimes as business owners, we feel like we always need more. We always need to be growing. We always need to get bigger. We always need to be meeting these goals. And sometimes the goal is okay just to take our foot off the pedal and let us cruise control for a little bit. So can you talk to us a little bit about what your business did when you took your foot off the accelerator and put it on cruise control and we're doing this Mel Robbins five second rule? What actually happened around you? Yeah. So right after I posted the video and you talked to me, I think we had a coaching call in a couple of weeks or something. Yeah. And this is one of the times I asked someone for support, right? I really needed your help in how to do that, first of all, and how to get away from growth mode. Because prior to that, for the first quarter of this year, I was really pushing my business, really growing. I've hired someone, went from you know no employee to one employee. So I didn't really know how to put it on cruise control. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I was convinced that if I stopped growing, that I didn't have a business anymore. Like I was convinced it was just going to die. Yeah. Um, so we had our coaching call and you helped bring clarity to my mind. I guess you kind of gave me permission yeah. <laughs> to take my foot off the accelerator and to keep it in maintenance mode. And mm. I did that. Pretty much all of May, you know, I answered the phone and I answer emails and I took care of scheduling, but I didn't do any of the big stuff like events or, you know, I didn't blog, I didn't do videos, I didn't do anything that wasn't necessary to keep the business going. 
Yeah. And what happened is nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) It it just went on. Revenue was about the same as it was before. Like it just, it just went on. It cruise controlled. Yeah. It went (laughs) on without me. And I wasn't even, I didn't need have to do any visits because I had done the work to hire people before or hire someone. And I also had my husband helping me. So I didn't have to do visits. I could focus on myself entirely. And it was just so wonderful that I had built that. Yeah. It was so amazing to realize that because when I was thinking about closing the business, I was like, well, I could, could I sell it? I mean, I don't know if it's worth anything. I don't know. But like, (laughs) I had, yeah. So that was, that was a cool, like, I mean, it took a little bit of a mini crisis for you to see that you don't always have to be pedal to the metal and that the foundation that you took so much time to build actually was strong and allowed your house to stay on that foundation. I want to also allow the audience to understand that your ability to put yourself out there and to talk about your truth inspired like a wave of other people also saying the same thing, but not in a victim kind of way. Like in a, we rally around you, let's figure this out. And because of the group dynamic, I went on my little mission to go find people to help us like breathe and stuff. We had one member in there coming on and doing a five minute guided meditation because she's done it before. She's actually a former therapist. We brought Bree Seely on and literally did a 10 minute meditation. We all turned off our cameras because we come on these roundups twice a month and we circle up and we look at each other and stuff. And guys, I'm not trying to pitch this. This is, I'm just telling you like the fun stuff that's like gone on and how we've been supporting each other. And we turned off our cameras and she like did a 10 minute guided meditation. And it was, it was amazing. (laughs) And I want to say thank you to you because had you not been real and been like, yo, we also need to talk about us as people, not just how do I get my next dog walking client? I don't know if we would have started incorporating that on a more regular basis. So I'm in gratitude to you for that. Today, you just posted something under one of our members who said she'd already hit her revenue goal. We're talking about cruise control and all this stuff, but tell us where your revenue's at. It's June, 2018. So June, actually, I didn't say this, but I'll say it for the first time. This month has been my highest revenue month ever, ever. That's amazing. Yeah, ever. So by next month, we're going to reach the entire revenue of 2017 last year by next month. And there's going to be still another five months left if my math is right. (laughs) If you told yourself two months ago, don't worry, you got this. You're going to achieve all of your revenue in 2017, halfway through 2018. And you're going to be going above. It's like that saying that like a bow and arrow needs to be pulled back first before it can launch forward. Oh, that is absolutely what happened. That's (laughs) absolutely what happened during that time because I am soaring right now. (laughs) I just love it. I just love it. I love the lesson. And you guys, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to post below. I want you to find the post somewhere. Give shout outs, reach out to Sarah, petsgopetcare.ca. I want you to tell her how much this recording, this podcast, this episode has meant to you because there's just so much strength in standing in your own truth and allowing that vulnerability to come out and in a good place. You know, I mean, you did it in a safe environment of other people that understand what you're going through, not only mentally, but just like our lifestyle. I mean, this is a lifestyle, right? Being a pet sitter and a dog walker. So Sarah, are there any other closing lessons, comments, aha moments that you have for our listeners? Any advice you would give to anyone that's maybe sitting in your exact 
shoes two months ago. Maybe they're listening to it right now feeling like I just want to throw my business out the window. Well, my advice is don't keep it to yourself. First of all, don't isolate yourself because that's what I was doing for the three weeks before I posted my video. And the difference has been night and day in how I feel. Tell somebody, you don't have to do what I did, like tell your entire group or anything, but talk to somebody, realize you're not alone. That's the most important thing. And you're not alone. And I don't want to say that I have it all figured out right now because I don't. None Um, of us do. It's still a struggle for me now. Trust me. (laughs) But it's just being honest and being true to your feelings and to what you're going through is just the most powerful thing, I think. Amen, sister. I appreciate (laughs) you coming on here and spreading your message far and wide and just allowing your story to touch other people's lives. Cause I know that you have spoken life or encouragement into someone listening today. You guys, at the end of these podcasts, I always say, always keep jumping. Cause I feel like if you just keep jumping, you're going to keep the momentum going and you're never going to get stuck in the rut. And that's exactly what Sarah did. She just kept jumping even when she didn't feel like it. So Sarah, thanks for your time. Thanks for your vulnerability. If you guys like this episode, I really encourage you to go ahead and leave a review, reach out to Sarah, tell her thank you. And always remember to keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.